3: Um, <laughs> We're back live from
4: the Blue Cross Blue Shield performance stage with more of the QB1 Town Hall broadcast with the Parkinson Spiegel Show on 670 The Score in Odyssey Station.
1: Give yourself a round of applause. Thank you so much. <laughs> Screw the haters on social media. People are having a great time. This is great.
4: We're having a great time.
1: Oh, yeah, that too. Yeah, right? That too.
4: That's but, you yeah, know, these people are having a good time. Hope it's a good listen. Everybody's come with thoughts, and that's what it's about to uh, get some more voices in.
1: I Here. thought it was about influencing public policy and actually convincing Ryan Poles what to do.
4: You know, you've, um, you've been doing your best to influence public policy I or public been. thought. I have, been. and it's exhausting. It's right. Really I get it. Try being me. Oh, man. I can't imagine.
1: I, I don't sleep. <laughs> you should. Well, that's why the Lord invented booze. Uh, I know. I know. That's but I have, I have Three bottles have been gifted to me. But, but,
4: you know, it's fascinating that some people. I haven't seen the booze. Oh, there it is. Yeah, oh, hey, right. I got a bottle right here. And we have margaritas. Can we pour these people margaritas yet? We cannot. No,
1: we cannot. We cannot? <laughs> Not allowed to. Even though we didn't bring
4: the margarita stuff. Can if we?
1: Shane is saying, no, you know we can't do it. <laughs> yeah, that's no, we, we cannot. That's okay. The quickest no I've ever. Yeah,
4: <laughs> seriously. I mean, for a rule breaker, noted rule breaker, that was uh, remarkably polite and agreeable.
1: All right, noted. All right. Who do, well, I guess, who are we going to talk to about sports next, Shane? <laughs> uh, so we're going to
3: go uh, pro fields. We'll go to Joe, and he says he's from Janesville. And if you came here from Janesville, priorities, brother. He's
4: the one who wore the uh, the Justin Fields jersey right. and then gave it up to us so we could have a Fields and a Caleb on the stage,
1: yeah. Tune into Twitch to see the jerseys. What up, Joe? And I would
3: argue my jersey looks much better. You know, stitched. Yeah, sure. Together. Yeah, yeah. No, that's <laughs> did, true. Did I... fanatics make the make the, the Caleb jersey? <laughs> 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 Absolutely <laughs> painted on numbers, not off. Yeah, no, it's yeah. It's, uh, yeah it cost <laughs> enough though.
1: Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> Absolutely. So you guys talked
3: about pocket presence. I wanted to know how much you thought the center <laughs> weighed into that because that was an absolute turnstile uh, with Lucas Patrick, Cody Whitehair not really having any blitz pickup, not really having any consistency there. So what do you think that played into the pocket presence with Justin Fields? As
4: the current reigning center on the dais, yeah, on please. The dais uh, right here, since I played four years of intramural. Um, <laughs> I, I, it it definitely, definitely played a role. But, you know, I mean, did, we watched and dissected every play that Fields had. And sometimes the pocket presence that we're talking about was not related to pressure up the middle. Sometimes it was. So it's a matter of the volume of times that I myself felt like I thought I saw it. He definitely needs uh, a center who is really good at identifying pressure and has a good, strong base. And the Bears need that for Caleb desperately. I'm personally offended at the way they have handled center over the last three years.
1: And again, we've got Olin Krutz at 5 o'clock, but also... He's a little bit
4: higher ranking.
1: Yeah, well, you're right. You're the highest ranking center on the show until Olin joins us. Correct. Correct. If you watched the playoffs, Mahomes probably got 15 low snaps from Creed Humphrey throughout their run. You and Creed Humphrey's very very good. He's he's been second team all pro. He's he's very very good player. Uh um, what do you say you should have taken him higher, Creed Humphrey with the low snaps? Yeah. yeah. That's a music reference. Sorry. Um sorry about that. No, it's okay. It's it's, it's okay. I liked it. Yeah. Um I just, I just think that there is. At least
4: he knew it was a music reference. He didn't have to point out that it was. Damn,
3: dude! Yeah. I drop a Creed reference in the middle of the show, and <laughs> I get four laughs. <laughs> yeah, it's, <laughs> t- it's a tough
1: crowd, man. Can you take me <laughs> uh, My neighbor growing up, her cousin was one of the guys in Creed. That's great, man. Thanks. Yeah, no, I'm just, I'm just trying to. Yes, and the it, Creed it reference. That was a dynamite drop. In. Thank you. Uh, point is, like, great it, song. It, it kind, it kind of goes back <laughs> to like the thing that I find with the field stuff is. It's like, well, he needs, uh, you know, he does, he hasn't had his Andy Reid, and he only has DJ Moore, and he doesn't have a number two receiver, and he doesn't have a number two tight end, and he doesn't have he had a rookie right tackle, and he doesn't either, the snaps were too bad, and he had too many different centers. Like, it's if you're great, it's not gonna be perfect, you know, it, it's not perfect for anybody in the NFL, um, and the guys that it is basically perfect for, like Jalen Hurts last year. Uh, or Brock Purdy the last couple of years, they've gotten to the Super Bowl, haven't won, clearly could have won. But in Philly right now, they are terrified about how much money they gave Jalen Hurts uh, based on how it looked this year when some things were not as good as they were the year before around him. And like that contract hasn't even kicked in yet. So there's a real concern there of like, are you g- – and I, I still will be floored if the Niners like truly pay Brock Purdy huge money and say we don't need McCaffrey and Debo and Trent and Ayuk to like elevate him up, and they will say no, he could elevate a bunch of rookies because we'll pay him fifty million dollars. Well, a year. they'll
4: try to split that difference, uh, maybe. It's, but it's going to be hard. I mean, it's
1: Daniel be Jones difficult. got forty million a year. You're going to need to give Brock Purdy who's won playoff games mm-hmm. and been in a Super Bowl and was number one in QBR? You're going to need to give him a ton of – now, not this year. He's cheap again this year. But I'm just saying, like, you Houston, no one would have said that C.J. Stroud had a perfect situation coming into this year. Nobody in the world. Mm-hmm. And then he all of a sudden, like, now we all know who Noah Brown is and Bobby Sloak's getting head coaching interviews because C.J. Stroud was awesome.
4: I I really wanna wanna hear this and want listeners to hear this. We've never played it. And as we've been looking around for just independence, Justin Field supporters, Alex Smith is a pretty fascinating name to be doing this as a mobile quarterback out of Utah in the Urban Meyer system who
2: overthink what you'll wear on that third date download the instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last minimum ten dollar per order additional term supply
4: And played, you know, before Mahomes and helped groom Mahomes. Alex Smith made the argument for building around Justin Fields. So let's hear that.
0: I mean, I think it's fascinating. Uh, I, I think do it's too. A great situation to be in. Um, I think they're both great choices. Uh, listen, we can dive into the numbers on Justin Fields um in in his career but you also have to take into account the instability this guy's played through multiple head coaches multiple offenses a turnstile of an offensive line this is the first year with dj Moore. he's actually had a number one receiver um you know like i i just think it it goes beyond that and then and, and given that instability when you look at his play and who he's playing with uh these last couple of years like i i think there's an argument to be made like this guy this guy is, uh, ceiling is unbelievable. I mean, I, I I really do think he's in a separate category when it comes to we, there's a lot of guys that we say are dual threat, you know, that fall into that category. Uh, this guy's different. Uh, he has different kind of strength and ability uh, with his legs, and he makes plays that I think, and we're seeing football trend towards this. Like, look at Lamar, what he's done this year. And again, his, he's going to win the MVP deservingly. And again, not just based off his raw numbers, it's just his effect on the game, his effect and pressure he puts on opposing defenses in the run game and pass game. I, I think you you put Justin Fields in that kind of box. So, and, and we're seeing football go to this. Like, I think he can become that. He's that level of of, of runner and thrower. He can make that kind of off-schedule, th- that, those kinds of off-schedule plays. Um, and on the flip side of this, listen, this last weekend, when they, I was, you know, watching the Dallas Lions game when they had the the Jimmy Johnson, Jerry Jones love fest at halftime that we all had to watch, and they're talking about that <laughs> early '90s di- <laughs> dynasty that that became the Dallas Cowboys. That all was spawned off the Herschel Walker trade. Like no one wanted to talk about it. Like they traded Herschel Walker, got a king's ransom, and they built a dynasty off of it. And you potentially can do that. Like if if someone's willing to give you up, give up everything for Caleb Williams. And you're telling me you, you can go get a bunch of, of picks and players and and to build this this roster around like I like it. Like you're telling me if you go put Justin Fields in a great situation with great players around him, like this guy's not going to flourish in a great system like I there's part of me that thinks you should and and go take the trade if somebody's going to give up a ton. You take it. Um, you keep Justin Fields, who I think, again, shown this ability uh, to, to really be a difference maker on the football field, and you go build around him. This is still a team game. Like, listen, the Ravens are where they are. Yes, Lamar is unbelievable. They're they're the best roster in football, right? Like, the same thing with the Niners. Like, Brock Purdy's been amazing. They're one of the best rosters in football. Like, you still have to put the whole thing together. And, again, if someone's willing to give up all of that, like, I I don't see how you don't take it and go build and run this thing uh, around Justin Fields.
1: Listen, that's, I, that's really good stuff. It, it's, it's great. Uh, and I'd imagine a lot of the people who think that it should be done out here would, would applaud that. It was, he's very smart. He enunciated it great. I would argue they've already made their Herschel Walker trade. They traded the number one pick last year, got a ton for it, and that could include the quarterback. You know? So, yeah, you could do it again. And get a ton for him, I I think that that decision has already been made, and it's just a question of which quarterback it's going to be and if he's going to try to do both and take Jaden Daniels or Drake May and still trade out of the Caleb Williams. I think that's probably on the board, although I would say pretty unlikely. But they've already made the trade, and the quarterback just happens to be sitting here. And the examples that he uses, like if San Francisco had the number one pick, they would draft Caleb Williams. I mean, I I know you hate that as a Purdy guy, but they would. I'm not. I'm not
4: sure. Uh, okay. I'm not sure. I'm not, su- I'm not okay. sure if they would.
1: Okay. I mean, that's
4: I, I, you know, that's that's an overly extreme example. I think there's because you don't need to go that high in terms of quality of quarterback play. There's, they there's traded, a ton of teams. We could we could go down the list of teams, and a ton of teams would do it to make your point.
1: they traded three first round picks when they had a quarterback who had them in the Super Bowl to not take the number one pick. You know, to take a guy who was playing in the FCS in Trey Lance. Mm -hmm. So, like, I just – you're right. I don't know that, and it is – maybe that's an extreme example. I think it's overly extreme. But, but, I mean, we've seen them make one of the boldest quarterback trades in NFL history. Yeah. So, I I think that they are a team that would – Take a pretty big swing. Now look at it, quarterback. Maybe
4: maybe they'll trade Brock Purdy and sign Kirk Cousins, and you know, and we can talk about that. But that's a known commodity, and somebody yeah. that Shanahan has loved for a long time.
1: Yeah, but no, I mean that's that is the that is a that is the right way to elucidate the point uh, by Alex Smith. What else we got, Shane? Okay, let's go back
3: to the K Libertarians. Remind me where Kirk and Lake Villa is. A lot of good-looking people, and then also Paul. Corrects. So.
2: <laughs> So you guys definitely just stole my thunder about the 49ers, but I think to your point, that Super Bowl showed that you can surround skirt steak with George Kittle, right? <laughs> right, Brandon Ayuk, Deebo, Trent Williams, it doesn't matter, Christian McCaffrey, and you can't beat that guy, right? That guy's been in every AFC championship he's ever been a starter in, right? That guy, you can't beat him. And if you got a chance to swing at that guy and it doesn't cost you anything, I think you have to swing. Uh, having said that, two things can be true at once, Right. This sucks for Justin. Justin does seem like a likable guy, and we're doing him dirty. But you got to do it.
1: Yeah, great. great. I want to say call. Uh, It's not a call. But um, I'm sorry. What was his name again, Shane? Kirk. Kirk and Lakeville. Definitely definitely not Paul Correct. Yeah, that was was a good point. (laughs) That was Kirk. No, the, the fields part of it does suck, man. He... He was drafted by Matt Nagy, whose job was on the line, and then he had to play in Andy Dalton's offense, and then he took nine sacks in his his first start, and then he played in a year where they were tanking, and they had the most dead cap space in the NFL, where they got rid of Akeem Hicks and Eddie Goldman and Khalil Mack before the year, and then Robert Quinn and Roquan Smith during the year, and they traded for Chase Claypool, and he sucked, and then that that was two offenses in two years, and then in his third year, he finally has continuity, and he finally has DJ Moore. They have... idiotic game plan to start the season mm-hmm. and then he gets hurt like it sucks yeah well, but if well, they if they didn't have the number one overall pick we wouldn't be talking about it
4: well and and if we just think about the Getzy part and we know what happened last year right where Getzy didn't pivot until the mid the mini buy but then he did but just this year it obviously was this crazy kind of Um, dropping Justin into the deep end of the pool of the pocket passer thing that they wanted to do because they had this insurance of having two first round picks. They knew they had two first round picks and a great quarterback draft. So, I think they had the idea, okay, let's find out. And Justin was terrible. Those first two weeks was absolutely horrendous. And it got better, and the game plan did change, and he correctly pointed to coaching. But the fact that he reacted to that that poorly and was that clearly broken and overwhelmed after an entire offseason where this was the game plan, that that in itself ought to be concerning. And and frankly, it is a part of what concerns me, is that because greatness... We'll find a way to look better than that, even with uh, a game plan that puts them in a tough spot.
1: Well, and listen, you're right about the... The insurance in the known great quarterback class because I've been saying like if they had the seventh and the ninth pick it wouldn't be a discussion. They might be trying to trade up for one with those two. Not for one, but you know what I mean. But because that would it just wouldn't be enough. But but to trade up to take Jaden Daniels or we'd be talking about J.J. McCarthy. Absolutely. Or, or, or Drake May. And or, the
4: conversation or, would be different, but it would still be going on.
1: Yeah, it would. It would be. It would be different. It would be different. It it would it would be which is why which is another reason why. Um, What Carolina had to do to take Bryce Young really hampered Bryce Young's ability to be good. Traded away his number one wideout. And his first-round picks. They don't get to add a first-round pick this year to help Bryce Young, and they don't get to add a second-round pick next year to help Bryce Young. So they have really made it difficult to maximize Bryce Young's rookie contract. You have the exact opposite opportunity here for Caleb. You drop him into a seven-win team, not a two-win team, you have the ninth overall pick this year, and you have the cap space. Like The chances of Caleb busting are about as low as any number one pick quarterback we've ever seen because of the situation he's being drafted into. It's regardless of the skill set. And if you think, "No, oh, Andrew Luck was better, or Burrow was better, or Trevor Lawrence was better, like we can agree, disagree on any of that. Caleb is coming into a better situation than all of those guys. All of them. Mm-hmm. So the chances of him straight up busting – is just a lot lower than those other picks, and I know a lot of people think I just mushed it.
4: Well, that's because that's what you do, um, and also it's just the Bears. And I like, man, if it if it ends up, f- you know, being a bust, it would just, it would be a new low, and I don't, I don't think I could work with you at that point. So, you know, if anybody's rooting for that, the yeah. demise of the show, yeah, Caleb Williams as a bust in two years, and and you pivoting again, and 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 all of us having to live through a potential. Extra Bears quarterback getting drafted. I think you know one of us is toast at that point.
1: Well, <laughs> <laughs> we, we
3: would What's find that? new jobs. Oh
1: uh, 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 Who? I, Mitch
3: is here. The, in the four back. of us.
1: <laughs> N- none
3: of us want to do this anymore. If this one doesn't work, <laughs> you, right? See, I uh, do you want to redo this? I I'll don't.
1: Be f- I, I'll be fine. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Oh, yeah. He's got the high tolerance for discomfort not risk. It doesn't, really, it doesn't risk. bother me at all. Yeah. Only, okay. one, only one team can win the Super. This guy over here is going. How? Here's the thing. The, you need to figure out a way to, to answer this problem. It's a complex solution. It's like Matt Damon on the chalkboard in Goodwill Hunting. Like, you gotta figure it out. They had all those smart guys at MIT. None yeah. of them could figure it out. But, but then, the janitor yeah. figured it. The out.
0: janitor That's figured it out. Thank you, Daniel. Yeah, ma- ma- okay.
1: Maybe, maybe they should be scouting janitors. Who's next? Should
3: All right, you're looking for answers. Let's go back to Undecided. All Joining right. us from Bleacher Nation Cubs and Bears, uh, Lou. Louis.
0: How you doing, guys? Good to I, see you. Happy
4: to be here. Um, I love the steak comp because I love to cook. And good. so I have a question. For All anybody, could you restate the steak comp? For those of us just. <laughs> I, mean, just I so feel nice. like the
1: steak comp is very polarizing. Uh, <laughs> so the steak comp was uh, I love skirt steak. It's delicious, it's undeniably good, but A5 Wagyu is undeniably better, and if you have a weird opportunity where the A5 Wagyu is being offered to you for cheaper, obviously you take it. In this case, Justin is the skirt steak and Caleb is the Wagyu. Go
0: ahead. And so this leads to my question. Do you trust who is cooking the steak? Because I know, in my experience, I can't trust everyone's cooking. Right. Not everyone seasons their food, not everyone does what they need to do in the the kitchen, (laughs) <laughs> you said it, not me. Yeah, I get it. You said it, not me. Some so, the so
4: who's just who, some? Can you convince me that I can trust who's cooking?
1: Uh no, no.
3: That scares me. No, yeah, but, but, but
4: if the steak's good enough, if the steak's good enough, it's still it. It's still good, isn't
1: it? It's still good. No, no you you can overcook steak, but this is why the same, analogy sucks. But the, but those same people are with Justin. So, what is it? Like that, to me, like that, the idea of I don't trust the Bears or they'll bears it up or I've never seen it happen before in my lifetime. Okay. But Justin's wearing a Bears uniform. He's playing for Matt Eberflus. He's got Shane Waldron. He's playing in Soldier Field on the lakefront with the wind and like whatever other reasons that you think that the Bears have never been successful at quarterback from their cursed to their inept to their bad luck, whatever it is, like Justin's dealing with the same thing. So back to the analogy, like, yeah, you could burn the steak, but I could burn the skirt steak. Yeah. You See, know what I mean? I, 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 you can mess up both cuts of meat. Yes, you can. But the analogy, of course,
4: is imperfect and polarizing because this steak gets to be cooked multiple times. If it doesn't work and they fire everybody, then somebody will come in. Justin Herbert is on his third,
1: third head, head coach. coach. Yeah.
4: Th- third offensive coordinator or fourth offensive coordinator, yeah, I mean, possibly. You well, know? Dak Prescott is on his seventh offensive coordinator, so maybe f- fourth. Yeah, I mean, and I'm not comparing. I'm not saying you want Dak Prescott, but if you want Justin Herbert. You, you would choose that every
1: every time. I think it would be I I, I think it would be insane not to.
4: want So it. multiple shots
1: at cooking the steak. There you go. See, the analogy was supposed to live within the confines of how I set up the analogy. <laughs> there weren't supposed to be all these follow-up questions. I was supposed to have to deal with yeah. Shane's meat over here. <laughs> talking know, about that's like not a, how a your re- job works, by the way. A reverse seer. It, it's not how your job works. Uh, no, no. You pick apart the sports point all you want. But now I mean, like, I'm not a chef. All
3: right. Well, then don't use food analogies. There you
1: go. Yeah. That, all right. That what are we a, doing here? I still, think it was, uh, I still think it was fine. Go on. So it's like a band in that. <laughs> yeah, <house>. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Exactly. <laughs> Hey, everybody, turn around. Mark Grody's in the house. Yeah. Yeah. He's a Bears reporter. We'll give you guys an opportunity to yell at him and ask some questions, and we'll ask him about the locker room dynamic on what Caleb Williams would be fighting to win over in Justin Fields' locker room. It's QB1 Town Hall, Parkinson's Beagle on the score.